everyone. Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm very, very excited to welcome my guest, which I will do in a moment. But first, I must catch up with my producer, the bad boy of podcasting, also known as the most dangerous man in podcasting, Tony Thaxton. Tony, hello. How's it going? It's going all right. I have a, uh, a question for you. Well, first of all, hello to you as well. Oh, thank you very much. All right. At, lay this question on me. As a, uh, as a lifelong Southern California, I know you lived in New York for a while, but you know what that's I mean. Right. Born and raised Southern California. Yes. Are you one of these weirdos that's wrong that loves these gray days? I was going to say, Tony, we've been through this, but it, uh, and this is insulting. I have not been through it with you. I've been through it with Todd, my co-host on Upworthy Weekly. But I think fondly of him. So in a way, my confusing like maybe, you yeah, for him. It does, I feel like it's come up before, but I, I couldn't remember for sure. Right. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I have been through it. I'm trying to spin the fact that I can't remember who I've had conversations with. And to me, it's just all of you guys are kind of the same. That's actually I, a compliment when you think I, about it, really. I take no offense to that. Yeah. I, okay, I can't good. remember anything anymore. So, I In the you. words of your friend, no offense, none taken. <laughs> to which I said, hey, that's my call. I am the one who gets to decide whether I, do, I take offense or not. But anyway... We've been through this. I don't like the sun. I chose a spot to get a beautiful spot in Santa Barbara area to get married. It was supposed to be overcast that day. And it was like unseasonably bright and 80 something degrees. And every single person's like, such a beautiful day, such a beautiful day. And I was like, not to me. <laughs> and they keep insisting that it was a beautiful day. And I on my tombstone. I want not to me parentheses. <laughs> it was a beautiful day. It'll make no sense to anyone, but I'm just saying I'm going to carry that to my grave. I, I look outside right now. It is overcast and gloomy and I fucking love it. Ugh. Now, are you one of these people who insist that it's not a nice day today? Yeah, I hate it. It like literally, I am like, I feel tired all day long. I'm grumpy. Like it truly like affects me in a not positive way. And I think it really goes back to growing up in the Midwest. And cause like there's times of year when it's like this every day and it's really depressing. Hmm. For me, it goes back to being a soft, pudgy indoor kid. And whenever there was weather like this, especially if it was drizzly, then it meant we could stay inside for recess and play like scholastic games and instead of having to run around and play soccer we could stay inside the gym and do stations did you guys do stations i don't know is this if I know a what common is. thing it's i like they would set up um sports equipment in like different stations so it'd be like hula hoops in a clump or they had these little things no. i don't know if all school gyms had these it was like little like plastic squares on tiny little like luggage wheels almost and I don't even know what you'd do on them. They were like, uh, skateboards wait, existed I think at the I time. I kind of know what you're talking about. It almost was like things that you would 
move furniture on, but I don't even right. know what you'd, you'd like push them. And so they would they have different stuff set up around the gym, but I mean, like you did not break a sweat at all. And so you would just <laughs> do different, you know, play with the stuff and then like the coach would blow a whistle and then you'd move to the next station. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just, all of this, I vastly preferred to actually having to go outside. Yeah, it's it's almost not even an outside thing because I'm not against going. I like going outside, but uh, I don't like a like super hot day. But yeah. uh, it's it, half of it is really just like looking out the window and and not getting any of that sunlight uh, just puts me in a bad place. You know how they have those seasonal affective disorder lamps mm-hmm. that shine light at you and they're supposed to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. I need the opposite. I need something to shine fog at me and make me feel better because i feel so i feel energized when i look at this oh this is just making me angry is all to see i told it, it, it grumpy. you are full filled with rage tony yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to it's, get this under control yeah and i i just i uh i literally just came from a lunch with our past uh thursday show guests from this week jonah and uh john ross bowie I uh, just had lunch with those guys and it was great. It was nice to see those guys, but I felt like I was just like quiet and uh, just kind of like almost barely there, even though I love those guys. Because of the weather. What yeah. did I come up? The, was there a conversation about how fun the show was? That was why the meeting was called. <laughs> it was a, it was a lunch meeting to discuss. Uh, yeah, how, it was almost how, like one of those like after show things people uh, do. Yeah, Just a delayed one. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I wasn't invited, probably, because you wanted to discuss me. But Yeah, you know, we didn't want to make it you too Im- self-conscious. So. <laughs> that's so nice. What's one of those meetings where the talent isn't invited, right? Yeah. It's, like, you know, inside stuff that you, it's really, it's just more trouble if you're, if you're there. Like, we don't want to, like, get in your head, you know. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. No, I get it. You get it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, tell them I say hi, unless they have something negative to say about me, in which case, tell them. <laughs> and... YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen, where you can see the expression I said to give them. It looks like this. It's just, it's just a little, it's a, just a, there's a little bit of an edge in my face. Okay. Anyway, today, real fast, today is day five of me feeling less than 100%. Although it's of all the days I've been sick, I definitely feel better today. That's um, good. But this is day five of my, is it COVID? Is it not COVID? Um, I haven't tested today. Day five seems to be the day that people get a positive. Hmm. I'm afraid to test. I know I can't not test, but I, and I will test today, but I just don't want to. I feel like I've made it this far. I'm starting to feel better. I don't want to get that positive, and, and so I'm just a- avoiding it. Um, my kids have, have tested, and they're negative, so, you know. Yeah. It doesn't really mean a whole lot. but Yeah, and you don't go anywhere. I know you. <laughs> I don't go anywhere. <laughs> That's right. So anyway, yeah. I'm very, very excited to welcome to the show someone who I've had on. I haven't counted all the times a lot, but it's been a little while. He is a YouTuber with, and I don't know if these numbers are accurate. This is the latest according to Wikipedia. <laughs> he has numerous channels, but his main one has 20 million and his other ones have like seven to eight million. So altogether, that's bazillions he's got like over four billion not if that's right over four billion total views 
It might but be more than that. how many of them that. are hate views? There's a oh, lot of questions. that doesn't count. I mean, who knows? I mean, it's just so many. Okay, um, okay. It's just, just so many. He <laughs> is a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, he's just done so much. Please put your hands together. Oh, also, what am I saying? I forgot one of the main things. He had a, a hit podcast for many years, and now he's brought it back. Please put your hands together for Shane Dawson. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back. Hi. Oh, my God. This is like, this is so weird because it's like a reunion. So there's that energy. But it also the only other thing I use like Skype for is for therapy. Mm-hmm. So it's and I just had therapy. So there's just like a lot going on. Yeah. Well, I hope that this is kind of the same. It's like a therapy reunion. It is. I feel safe. I feel comfortable. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know what to do. I always feel this way when I see you because I've known you for so long. And it's like weird. And I get nervous. Oh, don't be nervous. I have to tell you, um, I love your new podcast. I have a thousand questions about it, but I watched the most recent episode and you were wearing a light colored shirt and yes. it looked so good. And you know, we do go, you know, we've known each other for a while now and you know that I typically always and only wear black, but I have accrued this light colored shirt it's white with like a blue i don't know city scene on it and i wasn't i do it's tony's seen it now a number of times it's the only thing i wear that's not black uh but i was inspired (laughs) to wear it to show you shane look sometimes i don't only wear black and you're wearing blue so it's like we're so colorful today oh my god it's like we went from therapy to a support group this is great (laughs) and tony yeah tony's like not there yet he's still in black he's embracing a little bit of color Mm -hmm. um (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, this, I'm trying new things. I'm trying to expand my uniform. The problem though is I'm a fraud because yes, I'm currently wearing a blue shirt for, for video listeners, video viewers. You know what I'm saying? Currently wearing a blue shirt, but my black shirt that I was wearing five minutes ago is in my bathroom right there. So I'm going to take this off right when I'm done. I'm wearing my pajamas. Like this is only a, from the chest up. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? I'm wearing a bra right now and that's coming off the second I'm off camera. And the thing is, and I have done this before, I don't even really need to be wearing a bra for Zoom. It's, I don't even, it's just sort of to put me in the mood of like, I'm talking to other humans, but I've definitely done Zooms where I'm not wearing a bra because you really can't tell, but it, I don't know. It's just, anyway, enough of that. Shane Dawson, <laughs> catch me up. When we last talked. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. I know it's a lot. When we last talked. It's just like the way. <laughs> Sorry. What? This is like <laughs> I started seeing my therapist right before I got canceled. Um, and then like she took a week off or something happened, and then <laughs> it's like catch me up. And I was like, Ooh. Well, the whole world hates me. Um, no, things are good. I'm good. It's been rough. I've I the last time I saw you was like, oh my god. That was Oh my God, wait, that was another cancellation. Okay. So I, you came over to my house. You had, you had, um, your rings. I think you had just gotten engaged with Ryland. And I think yes. maybe you were going to like return one of the rings because you felt like it wasn't your style. Does that sound right? Yes. My fingers have no knuckle, um, support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had just had Owen. Um, mm-hmm. 
So that was in 2019. It was like March or April. Well, he was born in late February. So I, I want to say it was like March or April of 2019 was when I saw you. You were referring to a cancellation, but the but maybe maybe you have I don't know what you're con- I don't know which cancellation you're con- talking about right now. That one was minor. That was a um now I mean it's interesting like the way that my brain processes things. Now I miss that because I'm like wow that was really I wish I could go back in time and really ground myself and be like this is nothing. <laughs> because yeah, that that cancellation really was nothing in the grand scheme of things. Um but yeah, you were so nice to me and you and your husband because I was I didn't want to cancel because I was like I get really sick to my stomach I cry I like I take cancellations extremely hard and I didn't want to cancel and I was nervous to come I was nervous to talk because I didn't know what I was going to say I didn't want to get canceled again and then you and your husband were just so sweet and gave me so much advice and were so nice to me and um yeah I remember crying in my uber and uh, being so grateful so thank you so if you don't mind and you don't have to if you don't want i don't want to like make you rip off scabs or anything i'm just curious though which is so fun by the way it's one of my issues i love oh but we've probably talked about this because my favorite is like picking off a head scab and then pulling it through the hair oh my god it's bad oh but then when you pick a scab and you accidentally get the root of the hair and then you pull the hair out it's like oh no i don't want to lose that but also satisfying sorry but when you can get are you in do you bite your nails Mm mm-hmm Okay. Then you can't have this fun. But for me and Tony, if you need to step off camera to barf, I understand. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or invoice me extra for hazard pay. But like when you can get the corner of the scab between your nail and like your finger, the pad of your finger, and then mm, mm, so good. But then when you realize the wetness is blood, like that's a little gross. That's when you have that moment where you're like, I should get help. But I also can't wait for that to scab over and to do it again. And yes. also, because you're, you know, not to say this is a woman or a man thing, but, you know, the chances of you going bald are less. Chances yeah. of me going bald are extreme and um, going to happen. So for me, I'm like, I have fucked up. I've ruined my head. If I have to go bald, if I have to shave my, I'm going to have scars all over my head. Mm. And how am I going to explain that? Right. I never it thought is. of it that way. You're You're right. It's a lot to think about. Yeah. I'll come up with an excuse. I'll make something up. Um, Maybe fragments of, I was in a, I don't know. We'll figure it out. A bird attack. I I got canceled, right? (laughs) I think you should say you were in a bird attack. Yeah. So, so what was, what was the minor cancellation and then what was the major cancellation? Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Um, The minor that one was um, over a story I told on my podcast uh, involving my cat. Which, yes. Now you I know, remember. Okay. As a podcaster, you know you have your kind of go-to stories that you – well, maybe you don't because you don't have possibly the same mental issues I have. But I kind of used to have these stories where I knew that they would get a big crazy reaction – that one was one of them, and it was like based in it wasn't based in truth, but it was based in like a sketch I was gonna make in like two thousand ten and I was like writing this sketch, and I thought it would be funny and then i years later, I told it on a podcast because I was reminded 
during the conversation. I was like, oh, that would be a funny story. And I was always trying to make the funny, crazy stories. And my co-host would always scream at me and go, oh, my God. <laughs> so that was one of them. And years later, it, um, somebody posted it on Twitter and everybody was mad. Um, and there's only so many ways you can say, like, I didn't do anything gross to my cat. Mm-hmm. But, like, also there's so many things that don't make sense about that considering how violent cats get. But, you know, yeah, that one was rough. But also, in retrospect, not 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 that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, though, it was brutal because it happened the day I was proposing. So I woke up and I was like already nervous. And, or no, it was the day before... Oh no, the day of, I woke up, I was nervous. I had the ring. I was planning everything out. His family flew in. Like I had it all set up and then I was getting canceled and I was like, I'm okay. You know, and I I took it really hard, but I still wanted to propose. It was still our anniversary. I was still going to make it happen. And, and it was an incredible moment and I love it so much. But right after I was like in the bathroom and he was in the urinal next to me. And we were holding hands. Wow. Sorry, that's so visual. And also a perk of, I guess, being with a guy. Like, <laughs> holding hands around a girl. Anyways, we're, we're holding hands. I'm looking at the ring. I'm like crying. It's like such a beautiful moment. And then my phone starts blowing up. And it's like, there's another clip of you, you know, petting your dog weird. And it was just all these drama channels texting me about this. And I was like, this is ruining yeah. my real life. And then a year later, I got really canceled. And thank God, because I I now like have a real world life. And I just don't let any of that ruin my real world life because it doesn't fucking actually matter. So anyways, that was a, a long rant. What was the big cancellation? Oh, man, that was. It was so much. It was like. At that time period. Corona started. I, oh my gosh. Um, in November of 2019, I, I did a series and I had a makeup palette and it went over well. And, um, but it was also very dramatic. I mean, like every time I would upload an episode of the series, like it would turn into some, it would turn into drama and it would, which by the way, my, my fault, like I was a part of the beauty world and doing all these things. Like, so anyways, I, it was just very intense, right? Like very, you know, and then the palette came out and it did well, which the flip side of that is when you, when something goes over well, and then it kind of becomes like a, a weird people who don't know who I am now know about it or they're mm-hmm. seeing it. So then my name kind of became this thing where it was like, then all these clips from my old sketch comedy videos started coming out around that time. And then corona and then you know more and more clips started kind of coming out and it was like i just wanted to say something and then black lives matter george floyd all that happened and i saw youtubers talking about videos that they had made that they were ashamed of and apologizing and at that point i really like i really was sick to my stomach over it and it wasn't even Like a lot of people are like, you shouldn't have made an apology video. Why did you do that? And for me, I just really wanted to. And I felt so sick over like, I don't know, 
So I, yeah, I sat down and I just talked about all my old sketches and that I wish I didn't do them. And, and then, then it was like a couple days later, more clips came out and then it was like, it was too much to even talk. It, there's so much, I mean, I had years, 10, 15, however many years of stuff of videos of like hundreds of hours of podcasts. Like I had so much out there and there were so many different people offended that it was like too much to even hand. Like, how do I even, what do I even say? What do I even do? Then it kind of turned into like, and I don't want to victimize myself or be like, you know, boohoo. But I mean, I did. It was just like every day was it felt like everybody in the whole world hated me mm-hmm. and wanted me dead. And I was, you know, I was just, and I hated me. And then I, you know, I already have issues with self, whatever. So like now I hate me and yeah, it was really bad. Um, but luckily uh, I was in therapy and yeah. So um, but I'm alive and I'm still, I don't regret, you know, apologizing and, and making that video, even though a lot of people are like, that was the problem. You shouldn't have done that. Cause you fucking, you know, that then everybody went search. And I'm like, I honestly, at this point in my life too, it's like, I would rather it's all out there. All, every dumb thing I've ever said, every shitty joke I've ever made, every it's all there. And it's like, now I don't, I don't know. It's like, I just want to make stuff I love and 30 almost 34 years old so i i want to continue and not be a shitty person so it's like i don't i don't i'm not the shitty person i don't know sorry that was a long answer but that's okay it was a lot so was your making the apology or the accountability video the thing that um precipitated the cancellation or was the cancellation kind of already in motion um, I think before I made that video, I had already stopped looking at Twitter because it had gotten so mean, not even about being canceled, just in general, like the makeup thing. I don't know. It just got intense. And then I knew that there, because people were texting me and I knew that there was some like clips and stuff, but it wasn't like, I didn't have people around me being like, make a video. You need to address this. You No, mm-hmm. like nobody said that. And when I brought it up, people around me were like, I don't, I don't know if you need to do that. And I was like, I just want to. Like, I just, I fucking want to. Like, that's what I want to do. And um, so, yeah. But I, but do I think, I mean, I, I don't know. I I think everything happens for a reason. And I think it, you know, I think if I wouldn't, and not to turn this into like a, you know, I know people get upset when. Like, I genuinely am glad I got canceled. Like, I think it was, I think if I wouldn't have got canceled, I'd be dead, 100%. Like, I was, my whole world, my whole life was making these things for the internet, for for strangers mm-hmm. to, you know, that was my whole 24 hours a day. And when something would happen on the internet, it would ruin my day, it would ruin my life, it would ruin everything. And 
yeah, I don't know. Getting canceled gave me a whole new perspective on everything. Cause it, yeah, it does show you that it's like, it's all, it really doesn't matter. The internet dramas, it doesn't matter. You know, real life matter. And not to say that I, I don't deserve criticism for the old videos. Like I, I'm aware of that and I'm embarrassed of it and I hate it. I don't, sorry, I don't remember the question. I don't, I don't really talk about stuff like this. So it's like weird to talk about it, but like, I don't, I probably am just going in circles because I don't No, No, you're, it. you're not. You're actually, <laughs> sorry. You're, 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 you're making a lot more sense than I think you're giving yourself credit for. I mean, I had this incident. Um, there's these mom boards on Facebook, which are just mm. like horrendously sanctimonious spaces. And I had this incident where I posted this thing on there where I was, I kind of made myself vulnerable and I posted this thing, which I thought was a fine thing to post. The mistake that I had made was in thinking that posting something vulnerable and honest and, and a little bit stream of conscious that would be fine to like, you know, on my Patreon would go over well with 5,000, you know, sanctimonious mm. moms that don't know me. And they mm. just ripped me. I mean, like 200 comments, some people defending me, but many of them just ripping me a new one. I mean, it was just, I was just watching the comments come in just vicious. And I felt like you, they're, they're, they're misconstrued, they're misconstruing what I said. They're thinking the worst of me. They're, I mean, it was just like, and this is just something small that happened. It was ridiculous, but it was so traumatic and it was such a tiny blip. So I'm just thinking like, you know, it was like one, millionth of of what you experience and i get i get totally get that you're trying you're not trying to make yourself the victim here but at the same time i'm just thinking about sort of the scale of the trauma to your identity that this must have been is pretty intense yeah i mean first of all i'm sorry that that happened because that is like i don't even have a facebook because it scares me so much. Like, I mean, I've deleted most of the apps off my phone. But yeah, Facebook. Also Nextdoor, which I don't even know how to log into that. But Ryland's Nextdoor drama that he's always reading is insane. People are... Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's bad. <laughs> Nextdoor is bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, parts of me... The reason I'm, I don't talk about it much is because I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to like... Like I, I, I made a video like six months ago, briefly kind of talking about where I was at with everything. And, um, I don't, I think it went over well cause the video people were being nice, but also I, I'm sure there was a million drama videos and I'm, I'm sure people still hate me. I I'm aware of that. I don't look at it, so I don't know, but I'm sure, but, but yeah, I mean, I think there is, and I don't know if I'm the person to talk about it because like. But there is something to uh, the effects like I and I've talked about this before, so it's fine. I don't want I, I don't want people to think I'm like boohoo. But yeah, I mean, I definitely wanted to die. And I don't think if I had a like if I didn't have Ryland. And if I wasn't in therapy. You know. Like I had a fucking, I was ready. I was mm -hmm. done. Like, cause it got to a point where there's, you're so, you're so like, I mean, it, it, 
the internet was my whole world and and having it feel like everybody turned on me some i mean i don't even know how to talk because yeah so justified for a lot you know i understand people that were upset and offended and mad but you know it was like a yeah my whole life it instantly was gone and then on top of that it was like every day there was another thing another uh you know, and some of them were so insane and like not real at all. And it was like, this is never going to stop. It's never mm-hmm. going to stop. And then, and then it got to like a, a tipping point where I was like, I, I don't know what, how to mentally process this. Like, this mm-hmm. is not, and my therapist was struggling with, like, we were both, how do we process this? Because, like, what? <laughs> well it's bigger than the human brain can handle i mean it's on a bigger scale than we're meant to deal with i think and i think it i'm obviously i haven't researched this uh, although i do hold many advanced degrees none of which (laughs) i actually hold but i think that it feels like being shunned from the group which is death on a very primitive level (sighs) yeah yeah definitely that definitely like I think, yes, yes, being shunned from the group, but also like I had distanced myself so much from that version of myself. I mean, I've known you for, I mean, I don't even know, probably 2012, maybe, maybe. Or 2011, yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, and it was like, yeah. And so I went through this whole struggle of like, what the fuck is wrong with me that, because there's a thing where people are, were really like, oh, he's a monster. And I'm like, okay, I know I'm not a monster. I know I made a lot of horrible, horrible choices. And I know a lot of them are rooted in a lot of my childhood issues. And like, why did I feel so freely to joke about certain things? Like, I, I'm aware of all that, but I, I never did anything with the intention of hurting anyone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing where I would look back at clips or whatever, and I would just even more so hate myself and even more so be so like that, that level of self-hatred on top of it feeling like the whole world hates you, but also feeling like I'm a fully different person. Like that was me, but I was like so distanced from it where I was Mm -hmm. like, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. But that is me. And that was me. And why was I like doing that? But also like, I wasn't some monster walking around fucking being horrible to people. I was, I've always been a nice person. So I'm just like, it's just so insane to me. And then, you know, there's there's other elements to it. Like, well, the humor was different back then and everything was different. And which, yes, I agree. But, you know, it's still crazy that I was just like, I don't know. Like, why? Why? So, yeah. So that was something I had to really unpack the last couple of years. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's hard when it feels like the whole world hates you and you also hate you. And on top of that, you're like, why, like, why did, how am I here? Like, why, if, because people were watching those videos back then, which is why I'm still around because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, I've been watching you since I was little. And I'm like, so, well, it's just so, this is so fucking confusing. Did you, <laughs> it's did, like, did you lose followers? 
Beca- oh my gosh. Or did you lose fans? Because it's like I look at, yeah. you know, I looked at um your podcast in iTunes and you just launched and you already have, you know, thousands of five-star reviews. And I was like, oh, maybe this is your feed from before, but it's not. Like those are all new. So, I mean, you, and you have, you know, hundreds of thousands of views on these new pod, like you still have a humongous audience who loves you. I mean, I'm so, so intensely grateful for any, like, because it was at a point where I was like there, I didn't think I was ever going to come back and make YouTube videos ever because I, because it pushed me to my own actions and also people hating me did push me to the darkest literal Mm -hmm. suicide fucking place ever. So I didn't think I'd ever be able to make anything again. And then it was like a last October ish. I just wanted to do something and I was like getting antsy and I was just like, I want to do, I want to make something. And and people have been very nice and I'm so grateful because I was not expecting that at all. I mean, I think it's like, yes, I, I think I lost it. So I stopped looking at the date, like the number because it would make me sad. Now mm-hmm. it's just, I'm just grateful that it wasn't all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's like when you lose a bunch of weight on like Weight Watchers and then you start gaining it back, but you're like, but I didn't gain all of it back. It's like the same feeling. <laughs> Um, I'm like, it's only a point. It's only a point. I, yeah, I think I lost, you know, probably three or 4 million, you know, on YouTube subscribers Mm -hmm. and fast, like it happened fast. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, but I I think it's just one of those things where, and yeah, it is hard to not compare like, oh, I used to get, you know, 20 million views on a video and now I'm not. But also like somebody was telling me the other day, like the, getting that many views on something comes with a lot of costs. It's, you know, you don't get that many views on something and it's not all consuming with criticism and this and drama. And like, I've never been more miserable than when I was getting that many views. Like my whole life was consumed by it. I was missing out on real life things. My relationship wasn't as strong. Like it was fucking horrible, but creatively fulfilling. And now it's like, oh yeah. So I am grateful yeah, a lot of people did leave, which is I understand. And now it's just, I don't know, making stuff I care about and avoiding like hate at all costs, mm-hmm. <laughs> like not looking at it. Right. So tell me about the decision to move to Colorado. Oh, man. Um, that was like, we went out there, I think. That was last summer and I, you know, I love his family so much and they live out there. So we go out there for holidays and stuff. And then we were there and Ryland was like, I found an open house and I was like, we're not going to actually move here. Like there's, there's no world where he's going to, I've always wanted to move there. I love Colorado. I was like, there's no world where he's going to let that happen. And then we fell in love with the house and then we were both ready and, um, and it, yeah, so we did it, but now it's a place where we don't know what to do as far as like we're in LA right now. Oh, okay. Cause we came back to sell this house. And mm-hmm. then when we got here, it just felt like not the right time to do that financially. I really probably should do it, especially after, <laughs> you know, the worst couple years ever. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I should probably sell my house. But 
um, I don't know. I just, so now we're in a weird place. We're going to go back to Colorado soon. And I guess we're going to try to rent this house out. And, but yeah, I love Colorado so much. It's just so like, I just love it. Yeah. I like you guys were talking about the gloomy weather and all that. Oh, I love it. I love dark, cold weather where I can just wear seven jackets. Mm. <laughs> so then the podcast you're doing, where is that? Where are you doing that from? That is from here in my house in LA, which of course I was just like, it's one of those things where, you know how like unintentionally you make things harder for yourself? Like, mm -hmm. like we were about to go back to Colorado and then I was like, I want to try a test pilot, you know, let's just film something. And then of course we did. And of course I loved it and it was so fun. And I was like, this is my thing now. And now it's like, uh, now we were supposed to go back to Colorado. How the hell am I going to do this? <laughs> Why did I do that? I'm stupid. So now I'm in that phase. I'm like, how do I do that? I don't know. Side note, sorry to side note, but are you in your, um, Last time I was at your house, you had like a back house that you were going to yes. turn into a podcast. Is that yes. where you are? That's where I am oh. right now. Yeah. I know if cool. I had known you were here, I would have said, except that now I'm um, I'm sick. So it's better that you're mm. not here in person. But if I had known you were out here and I was not sick, I would have said, come do it in person oh. uh, next time. Next time. And I'm going to invite myself on your podcast. I don't know if you're having ladies, but I'm going to invite myself love on. I would love a lady. It's like when the view will randomly throw on a man and it's like, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Except for, um, yeah. Mm. I enjoyed your podcast so much. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I first I listened and then I watched uh, and I was like, I was just so, I was, I was so instantly entertained. I mean, you're the only person you and you're, I, I know you well. And then Ryland I'm familiar with because of you. And then um, Chris and Jared unfamiliar with, but I was like so instantly just it. I mean, to sound cliche, I was like, I feel like I'm hanging out among friends and I'm just enjoying listening to these dudes so much. So I would recommend it because I feel like everyone's looking for just another podcast to throw on where they feel like they're listening to friends talking to each other. So kudos. I feel like uh, you got a hit on your hands. Well, thank I mean, thank you so much. Like, because, yeah, I, that was the goal, like just. I don't know, just having fun and like, it's so fun to like have my brother because we haven't done something together in years. So like, and I knew he was funny, but I wasn't aware how good he was going to be. Like, he's so good and I'm just so proud of him. So it's just such a fun, like, now I have to go back to Colorado. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So tell me about what made you decide to do the podcast and sort of what your, what your vision of it, vision for it is. And then I'll, I'm throwing out too many questions at once, but also I'm wondering, are you editing it, like doing the video mm -hmm. or is someone else? So, well, the, the idea was, you know, I came back to YouTube and started making videos, which was exciting and fun and I'm loving that. And then on the way to LA, we drove from Colorado back here. I, we were listening to podcasts and I just had that moment where I was like, I miss it so much, which is so crazy because my last podcast is part of so many of my cancellations. It was things I said on my podcast. So I'm like, why would I want to do this again? But I just love, I mean, I've been listening to podcasts since they came out like Oh five or something. And I just love interviewing people and I love, you know, getting deep and I just love it. So 
yeah, I was in the car and I was like, I want to do this again. I want to try this. And then, yeah. And then I just wanted to do it. But then I started like second guessing it. A lot of podcast networks, uh, like trying to like see if I could get a deal somewhere, but then that scares me. Cause I'm like, but I don't even know what the show is. And also mm-hmm. like our brands, even going to want to work with me. And like, this is a lie. I don't know if I want to do this. So then I wasn't going to do it. And then my brother was like, you should just record one, like just have fun and do it. And, um, and it was just instant. I was like, oh yeah, this is what I love. I love doing this. And I also love like, cause he's very not woke. And then, you know, Chris is very, he's not woke, but I mean, he's woker than the rest of us. And then, <laughs> you know, Ryland is just such a fucking caddy, you know, he's so fun. And I'm like, this is actually an interesting vibe. Like, this is fun. I like this. Um, so yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. <laughs> and then <laughs> are I'm you, editing it. You're editing it. The and it video's takes my funny. Whole, you know, like it it's hard to I mean, we filmed the last one we filmed like three and a half hours of footage, and I was like, okay, I have to cut it down to an hour and add funny things and pictures. And I mean, it took me like a few days, and I was like, all right, so is this my full-time job now? And if it is, <laughs> I need to figure out that out. And also, like, what am I doing? But yeah. So that must, so going through the transformation you went through where you came to a place where you're like, and I'm putting words in your mouth, but after being canceled, being can you know, the bigger cancellation where you're like, mm-hmm. before I was living where my whole life was the internet. And now I've realized, you know, the here's real life. And this is what matters. What's in front of me matters. What's real. And, you know, all that stuff is on the outside and that's not real. Again, I'm putting words in your mouth, but, you know, so to speak. Um, And I'm going to prioritize real life. So then to come back to the Internet and to come back to creating and putting stuff on the Internet, I would imagine that that is daunting, right? Oh, yeah. I in October... So I had been semi on the internet a little bit because, you know, when we decided to move to Colorado, Ryland was uh, filming his life and stuff. And I was trying to stay out of his videos because anytime I would show my face in one of his videos, you know, it that it would turn into like Shane is trying to weasel his way back in YouTube. And I'm like, you guys, I literally would rather fucking die than be on YouTube. Like it got to that point. So I'm like, mm. I'm literally I live with him. And he's filming his life and I'm the per and we lost a lot of people around us and I'm the only person he has to film with. So like then it became that, right? And um so then it was like the more I would help him, I started editing his videos because I just love editing and I missed it so much and I needed something to get my brain creative. So I was editing his videos. Then the Colorado thing happened and he started documenting it, and I just had so much fun editing it. Like I I missed that, like making like a reality show type of thing. So that was fun. Um, and yes, then like in October, I was like, I got this idea and I wanted to film it with no real intention of posting it. And I just had so much fun. And I was like, but yeah, but the day that I was going to actually post it, because I, I mean, for like a, months and months and months, I like worked out the whole plan with my therapist because I'm like, okay. Why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I need validation? Am I doing Mm. this because I'm afraid of money and the fact that I'm not making as much? Like, why am I really doing this? And then once it came to the thing where I'm like, I will die if I don't create stuff. And like, if everybody hates me and all that, it doesn't matter because like, I just want to create stuff. 
like once I got to a good place with that, um, I was ready to post and then people were surprisingly nice, but I mean, it could turn at any second, but people were surprisingly nice. But yeah, that day that I posted, I was crying all day. I was like on the toilet all day. Like, I mean, it's like the, I was like, I'm in such a good place. Why would I ruin it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> by like posting so- and also why would I ruin Ryland's life because people like him you know and his vlogs and you know he's doing well and he's because you know he went through the ringer too because he's with me and I'm like this is going to ruin everything so I just had so much pressure and I- not that he would ever say that he was just like let's you know if everybody hates me who can like let's fucking move to a farm and fuck off who cares <laughs> so but yeah that was horrifying I probably got some ki- kind of stomach ulcer from it yeah, but, what's what's Ryland's attitude t- about uh, online hate? Oh, he is like the polar opposite of me with like, he's so good at. So for example, you know, I, because I don't search myself and I don't search anything, it's been a, a year and a half ish since I've even like seen, you know, a video about me pop up on like my YouTube homepage. Um. But sometimes one will creep through where like I'll be having a good day and everything's good. And I'm happy. And then like a thumbnail will pop up and it's like, you know, why Shane shouldn't adopt kids? Like, and I'm just like, <laughs> and li- literally, right? With like a picture of some guy just being like, mm-hmm. And it's like a picture of a baby and a picture of me and like a big text that says like, no adoption. <laughs> and I'm like, and literally that will create just the biggest pit in my stomach. Mm-hmm. I will have diarrhea all day i will like go into another room and like spiral and him i mean he's just very good at instantly being like that doesn't matter that's not that person doesn't know me i don't know that person they don't like they know what i put out into the world they don't know who i am and who cares and i'm gonna go to hot yoga and get panera bread like he's very good at that um which thank god that i'm with him because he really kept me from spiraling and still does so yeah, I don't know. Did he have a good but, childhood? Yes, he had a good childhood. Is that he the different? Because I'm just thinking, like, if I'm feeling really weak, I'll like look at some comments, and that instantly like makes me feel terrible because it's not going to be any comments that make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking, like, what is it? Because I'm like you, where I think that I deep down have a an overly no offense to us overly permeable sense of self. So mm-hmm. there's some part of me that like allows this stuff to get in. Whereas Ryland is, he's totally right. He's like, these people don't know us. Why are we letting this, you know, they don't know the truth, but I'm, but it, it does affect me. I need yeah. Ryland. What? I'm sure it's definitely childhood trauma for both of us, but also, and I hate to be this person, but what's your birth Zodiac? <laughs> I'm a Taurus. Sorry, uh, audio listeners only. I'm shocked. Um, Why? That's the face I, I'm making. Because Ryland's a Taurus, and I thought maybe it was a Taurus thing because Tauruses are like grounded and they're, you know, they don't get not, really emotional. Not this and- Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I don't yeah, really. So it's, just a chi- it's a childhood thing then, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much about astrology, but maybe I have some kind of rising sign or some other kind of something <laughs> or other that uh, is, is some, why, what are you? I'm a cancer, which is like the most emotional, like every like celebrity who's like always crying and always has issues. They're usually cancers. So it's not great, but 
but you know, I've come to terms with it. I think one thing I learned was, and this, when, cause you, when you said childhood stuff, and this is something when, when I was told this, I was like mad about it and defensive, but it's so true. And it's when you get like when when you see a hate comment or somebody that doesn't like you or they're they're putting out this narrative that you're like that's wrong whatever and it hurts your feelings it makes you sick the fe- there's a feeling of like wanting to control that and it's like i want yes. that person to like me i don't i want them to know the real me and they mm-hmm. don't know me and they if they knew me they'd like me and, and yes. you know it's trying to control how a stranger feels about me which is because when you know when you're a kid and you don't have control and you're your your life is kind of out of control and your parents are doing whatever. And, you know, now as an adult, it's like, I want to control all these things. And it's like, that is so unhealthy. And I think people like Ryland who had normal childhoods, they don't feel that need to control strangers' opinions of them because they're like, totally. who cares? My <laughs> whole like- life is just always, and this goes back to childhood, like if I could just cobble together the right combination of words, I could make mm. them understand. And then that, and like, and the they in that scenario is my parents. But I feel like that's what, like, my whole life is about talking into a microphone or, you know, writing or just trying to get the right combination of words to make people understand that, like, no, I'm good. You don't understand. They're wrong about Mm. me, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. There was one thing that I, I thought about today. And, and it's something that I, I feel sick to my stomach that I used to do like to make friends was like, I don't know why I thought, actually I do know why I thought about this. Anyways, um, I, when I would meet someone new and I would be so insecure and I'd be like, oh, they're not going to like me or like, how do I make them like me? I would try to connect with them by shit talking somebody that I knew they didn't like. Mm-hmm. And I would just be like, oh, so, you know, you broke up with that person, like fuck that person. right? And then, and then now I'm like, oh, we have a connection because we both hate the same person. And and I had a lot of friendships or relationships or whatever built on that. And now, <laughs> sorry, the reason I remember this, like, I probably shouldn't say this, but I was reaching out to somebody to be a guest on my podcast. And uh, and I had a thought where I have a mutual enemy, not enemy, but you know, somebody that we probably both don't like. And in my head, I'm like, wow, 10 years ago, I would have had this person on my podcast and hung out with them and shit talked to this person together to connect. And now if somebody did that with me, like if, if a stranger started shit talking someone, mm-hmm. I would instantly be like, eek, toxic, bad vibes. Like right. I shouldn't be friends with this person. I'm like, that was what I was doing for s- my twenties. Like it's just yeah. dark. I know that's a very, well, that's a very evolved stance you've taken. I mean, that is a very common way people bond though. I mean, I did it with you. Like I, you know, not to get into that, but even though I had no, stake in the game like i i instantly when i first met you i remember or no, no probably the second time i remember just like you know you were going through something and i was just like shit talking and you know being like but this person's probably the worst right and you were very like not you were like well you know they have their issue you know what i'm saying like oh now i'm trying to remember who we were talking about i mean is it the, is it obvious <laughs> maybe i probably yeah. know oh, okay and you know um, but now i look back yeah. and i'm like oh i hope she doesn't think that that's Cause yeah, I guess that was who I, you know, but that's not me. It's anyways. Well, if it's who I'm thinking of, I just felt that that, I felt that you were just being um, kind and loyal. Which totally, which I was, but also I'm like, it's just one of those things where it's like, wow, like 
it's just interesting. But I guess, yeah, it's childhood stuff. It's like, you know, me and my mom or whoever, like I talking to adults who are going through a lot of shit when you're like nine, you know, it's easier just to start gossiping and, you know, shit talk. I don't know. It's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, good thing I got rid of that. Anyways, I don't know why I brought that up, but no, it's it's interesting. It's oh, I, now I remember. I was okay. trying to think of somebody to tell to go fuck themselves. Oh, <laughs> were like, you having trouble? <laughs> I was like, well, I don't want to put out that energy. I thought of someone, but I oh. was like, I was like, wow. I bet the last time I did this show, I probably had like 500 people, and I was like, just ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, hang on one second. Hold that because listen. Everyone is talking about CBD these days. By now, most of you know that it's a great way to help with pain, inflammation, and sleep without the high associated with its cousin, THC. What you may not realize is that CBD and other hemp-based compounds also have amazing benefits for your skin. Terracana Cosmetics is a certified brands company that combines the amazing benefits of CBD and CBG with other cutting-edge ingredients like starfish extract to make some of the best skincare products on the market. Starfish extract is the natural alternative to retinol that reduces wrinkles and is much gentler on sensitive skin types. Now, in case you're thinking, wait, how do they get that? Don't worry. No harm to starfish at all. The best part is it's sustainably harvested with zero harm to the starfish and zero THC. Terracotta moisturizer and age-defined eye cream will leave your skin looking and feeling younger. Go to skin and use code Allison for $25 off your order. That's com promo code Allison. That's uh, T-E-R-R-A-C-A-N-N-A-S-K-I-N dot com. Promo code Allison for $25 off your first order. I want to tell you guys about Little Spoon. Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, easy meal time and snack time for your baby, toddler, and big kid delivered right to your door. Little Spoon makes healthy meal time easy at every stage, saving hours in your week and all at a reasonable price. They're also the most flexible company. Pause, modify, cancel, or skip at any time. Most of the baby kids' foods at the grocery store is heavily processed and often on the shelf longer than your little one has been in this world. It's not cool and it's not the quality nutrition little kids deserve. Little Spoon makes everything fresh and uses absolutely nothing artificial. It's just like homemade, all delivered to your door and ready in seconds. Pop your meals in the fridge and freezer and use them when you're ready. It's that easy. We had a fridge full of Little Spoon stuff. Um, The pouches I took with me to Desconso Gardens and the kids wanted a snack when we were walking around and they had them and they were so good. And then uh, we finished them and went back to Desconso Gardens and Elliot asked, do we have fruit pouches? And I had to break his heart and say, no, we don't. And so now he has associated these little spoon pouches with Desconso Garden. So I'm going to have to get more. And then also the meals are so delicious. Uh, and then when, when we, we were out of town and we got back and we had them and they saved our, uh, our hide because we had them waiting for us and we could just put them in the microwave and the kids we're so happy. Uh, all their recipes taste absolutely delicious, are nutritionally balanced and free of junk, helping to set your little one up for a lifetime of health. Uh, I've tried everything and it tastes legit great. My baby and toddler are eating better than me. The baby food goes from stage one, smooth, single ingredients through to complex textured blends as your little one ages. Uh, and the smoothies have made snack time so much easier. Each flavor is inspired by a classic treat. Uh, 
I tried the strawberry banana shake today and it tastes just like a milkshake with all healthy, clean ingredients. Best part, the price is right with kids meals under $5 and baby food plus smoothie snacks under $3. It makes trying Little Spoon easy. Start the new year fresh with Little Spoon. Get 50% off your first order with the code BESTFRIEND at checkout. Um, okay, we're going to do just me or everyone and hey, go fuck yourself in a moment. But first, I just jotted down a couple quick questions for Shane. Uh, we need some kind of thing to indicate here come quick questions. Tony, just play something. Uh, <laughs> all right. I feel like I know what's going to happen. That surprised me and I liked it. <laughs> uh, what appeals to you about editing, Shane? I say as someone who's not a fan of editing, who bear, I don't really know how to do it, but what I know of it. Mm. Oh, I just love it. I love, I love creating things that are like, I love turning something into something that makes you feel something like my favorite thing to do, which is definitely rooted in childhood issues. But my favorite thing to do is like make myself cry or feel something from like the right song, the right shot, the right B-roll, the right whatever. And if I feel that thing, it's like a drug. I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, I love it. Which, you know, gets me in, tr- used to get me in trouble because people like, you're so dramatic, your editing is so dramatic and you're, you know, these aren't documentaries. And I'm like, you're right. Like I, I, yeah, they're, I'm trying to make movies out of footage that sometimes is really boring. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> You know, creating like a, a moment and I'm like, mm. but, but yeah, I just love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I should rephrase. I love what editing can do. I just mean the actual like oh, yeah. mechanics of it. But I think that's because my skill level is not there. But you but enjoy like. Chorus thing. <laughs> does Ryland not like it either? Hate, hates it. Hates it. I mean, when he's in the groove, he's having fun. But oh my God, he takes a break every two hours and he's like, and I'm just like, what are you doing? I thought you had to edit. And he's like, I need to just step away. I'm like. It's been an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where do you stand on water, drinking water? And and what are you drinking these days? Oh, my God. That's right. We both have that issue. Yes. So I – and this is actually dangerous. So I – okay. So I haven't had soda since January, which is crazy. I was drinking probably 24 cans of soda a day, diet soda. Um, it got really bad. But I got COVID. And COVID, for some reason, you know – it's awful, right? But also, it got rid of my soda addiction. Like, the thought of soda made me really sick during COVID. And then after that, it kind of lingered. The thought of carbonation made me sick. I still mm-hmm. can't drink carbonation. So I started drinking water. The problem, though, is I still put flavoring in it, little Mio's squeezes. Mm-hmm. And I got this big baba. And oh, I just called it a baba. Very <laughs> cool. Um, I call it my baba because of the way I, that me and Ryland suckle on it. And he suckles on his baba and he's like, I need my baba. Anyways, that dishes. makes it um, cooler. Yes. It's a half <laughs> gallon. Now, here's the problem. It's so easy to drink out of this. And because Mio's is so good, I'm probably drinking like probably five, six of those a day, which like is like three gallons of water a day. And then I started getting like water poisoning and I started getting How do you sick. know if you have that? So I ha- I wasn't diagnosed, but at at my peak meals intake, you know, six half gallons a day, I started getting really dizzy at night, really nauseous, full on diarrhea, full on like, you know, confusion, feeling sick. And then Rylan started feeling the same way. We both thought, wow. oh my God, we got COVID again. And You're it wasn't overhydrated. 
yes. And then I Googled it and I was like, cause he, he was drinking this the same. And then I looked into it and I'm like, oh my God, these are all signs of too much water. Of course I would do that. Of course I would, <laughs> for the first time in my whole life, drink water and I would overdose on it. So now I'm, I'm attempting to only do three a day, but it's hard. It's so good. I mean, what I'm hearing is that water is bad for you, which is what I suspected. What flavor is the Mio? It's orange vitamin, which is another problem because I'm probably overdosing on vitamins. But like, yeah. it's the orange is so good. So I'm just I need to it. try that because <laughs> I'm holding up a water that I've been working on since February. Um, yeah. I'm exaggerating, but I just I'm trying so hard. I keep trying to just drink water, but I just don't I just don't like it it's just not good and I'm like I really was off of the sodas for a long time and then I'm mm. like inching back with diet ginger ale and now mm. there's like some diet seven up in the mix I broke my you probably for years you probably saw me drinking those zero calories sweetened zero oh, yeah. calories zero caffeine like wild cherry sodas and then I switched to Walmart brand um which are you know great from an ethical and uh, pocketbook <laughs> standpoint. Um, key lime and cherry limeade flavor. Those are very good. Uh, and I, I've stopped those. Oh, the orange cream. Mm. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, I stopped those. And so was just doing water, but then now I'm back on some soda. And then every time I would take a sip of soda, I would chase it with a sip of water to protect <laughs> the enamel on my teeth. And now mm -hmm. I'm not even doing that. I just wait. So did you have a bad bout of COVID? Sounds like it wasn't great. Oh my gosh, it was brutal. So, and I, you know, I, I did the vaccine um, and I had COVID back in 2019 before anybody knew, you know, before it was COVID. And oh, yeah, Wait, and 2019, that was, you know, it was COVID though, because you yeah, have so the antigens in, mm -hmm. in Christmas of 2019, I was I mean? like dying oh. and I had never been that sick in my whole life. And I, you know, I really thought I was going to die. And then um, the doctors came over and they tested me for everything. And they're like, you don't have anything that we're testing for. Um, maybe it's depression. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> calm down. Like, check the toilet. It's not depression. Um, <laughs> You're like, and that one I know. So <laughs> yeah. And then months later, you know, when COVID happened or came around to, you know, the news and stuff. And then the, yeah, the antigen, I think. So Antibodies, I tested yeah. and I had a bunch of those mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh, that's when that was. So I thought, and then I got, you know, the vaccine and stuff. So I was like, okay, well, I'm probably good. I have the antibodies, I have the vaccine. I don't go anywhere. Yeah. And then in January, I got it. Rylan got it first. And his was bad. But, you know, after a few days, he was still able to, you know, walk around or whatever. I got it and I was like couch ridden for, you know, a week and then another week of having no voice. And then I kept testing positive. I think I was on day 20 or something and I was still Jeez. testing positive. And I was like, it's never going to go away. Why is it never going to go away? And then I didn't know what to do because, you know, the CDC and all that. And it was like, you know, it, if it's been more than this many days, you know, and you're still testing positive, you know, you're still not, you're probably not contagious. So you can, and then, but I'm just such a fucking, I was just like, but I don't want to give it to anybody. So then right. I, was just, I was crazy, but I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it was nothing. I'm fine. But yeah, it was it was crazy. Like I've never had that level of sickness before. Both both times that I had it, I was like, "This is like scary." <laughs> it was really scary. Yeah. 
Yeah, the CDC recommendations that you can go back to work or whatever after a certain number of days, even if you're testing positive as long as you're wearing a tight fitting mask, because conceivably you could be testing positive for a day. Like that's, to my mind, it's like, but how can you still feel okay going out in public if you're still testing positive? That's scary to me. Well, yeah, and I don't understand. I mean, I'm so out of the loop with like, I mean, I watch The View occasionally, but besides <laughs> that, like my political, like all that stuff, I'm very out of the loop. So I was even confused because I was like, I was like, okay, The View is telling me. <laughs> I'm like, The View is telling me to listen to the CDC. But then now the CDC is telling me that I can leave the house. But The View is now telling me not to listen to the CDC and is telling me that, you know, you can't leave. And I'm like, who do I listen to? <laughs> and then I call the, I call, you know, the place I was getting tested. And I'm like, okay, so if I'm still positive, but because at day 20, I had no symptoms anymore. And I'm like, but I'm still testing positive. So like, and they're like, well, you could test positive for three months. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And she's like, but you, you know, you're fine. You can leave the house. You're not contagious after, you know, that long. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't know my brain. My brain is getting, you know, I'm going to, I'm killing people. Like I'm going to see Rylan's grandma. She's going to get it. She's going to die. It's all my fault. Like it, you know, that's just how my brain works. Luckily I finally tested negative and I was like, all right. Anyways. Yeah. No fun. (laughs) Um, okay. Let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right, Shane, do you have a just me or everyone? I have so many and I'm trying to narrow it down to one. You can do a few. Well, okay, I'll go fast. My first one, I just thought about it because I'm doing it. And I feel like you, because you're a mother, you might know what this is. So uh, for chapstick, I use nipple cream oh, for yes. breastfeeding mothers. <laughs> That's I It's lanolin, I believe. It's so good. And I think I've actually ruined my lips because now if I don't use it, they're fucked. And I have to use it. And I got it from, I don't know, I watched a YouTuber talking about it and they were kind of joking. And then I got it and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever put on my lips. But now the problem is I use it in public. And every woman, when I pull this out in public, is like, clearly uncomfortable (laughs) i like open it i like try to be discreet i like try to hide it i like rub it on my lips (laughs) they're just looking at me especially at home goods oh it's a nightmare um so yeah the nipple cream on my lips just me or it's not just you it's not just you um because it's like recommended as like a great uh balm for lips you know you could get a little uh a little container and put some in and then use that if you don't want to be drawing attention to your nipple I know. lips. The problem though is it's just so um it's like the actual bottle is like matte. Like it's very comfortable yeah. comfortable. It's very easy. It's like the squeeze, it comes right. out. So yeah. I I think what I could do is um, you know, put a sticker just on not it. use nipple cream <laughs> on my lips <laughs> like a fucking psycho. <laughs> no, I think it's fine. I think you're good. All right. Thank What's you. another one? Okay, this is another one. And I thought about this last night when I was at dinner and um, the waitress was a little perplexed. But I like when I get the bread basket, um, which we have to ask for now, which is a whole nother thing. I know. Um, I really, you know, I like, oh, I, I've got one after after you and it mm. involves a bread basket as well. Okay. okay. Well, I always ask for a side of ranch to dip my bread in. 
and nobody, everybody has always given me a face about it. But then when you try it, it's like Rylan loves it now. It's so good, especially Cheesecake Factory Ranch. Oh my God. It's, and the brown bread. It's so good. Dipping in ranch, fuck butter, fuck all that. It's the ranch. That's what you should be dipping your bread in. So just me? Well, it sounds good, but it's not me. Tony? Okay. It's not me either. I could, I could see it being good, but uh, yeah, I don't, I've never done it. Okay. All right. Shane, have I told you about uh, how there's a, still a question mark that looms over this exchange that happened with my two best friends in high school? And I mm. say best in uh, best friends question mark. I don't know because mm. we were all sitting there and my friend Jen said, what's your favorite salad dressing? And I said, ranch. And she said, yeah, that, that tracks. And I said, what do you mean? She's like, well, it's a trendy dressing. Oh. <laughs> trendy for who for me i don't she was accusing i mean i don't know what she was implying the implication was it makes sense that i would choose ranch given that it's a trendy dressing and i am someone who likes trend i don't know what she was implying she's an idiot listen i don't (laughs) know who this person is but she can fuck herself that is crazy first of all ranch i want to live in a world where ranch is trendy are you well this is back when i was in back when i was in Um, high school but i don't think if you you were asking for like a poppy seed vinaigrette or like something that's you know balsamic balsamic was trendy trendy back then Mm um i don't know if she was dragging and dragging was not a term we used back then. But I don't know if she was okay. trying to insult ranch or trying to insult me or both. But I wish that I had just asked what what what's the big idea, Jen, back then, as opposed to bringing it up, you know, every two to four years ever since on podcast. She hated you. She's an evil person who hated you. See, I'm doing I'm, the thing now where I'm connecting with you by hate. Yeah, um, I know. It's a bit. That's it's like it was a podcast. But you know what? Fuck her because <laughs> you should be able to eat whatever dressing you want. And if they are judging you, that's not your friend. Thank you. Um, okay. <laughs> Here's my bread, just mirror everyone. Mm-hmm. And I already know how you feel because you already said fuck butter. But my just mirror everyone is two things. One, I don't want to have to ask for the bread. I want it just to come to the table so I can be like, oh, what? I mean, I wasn't going to, but since it's here, okay. Yes, yes. A. B, I appreciate your house oil and vinegar and the chef made special spreads but i also would like the butter to just arrive by itself i don't want to have to ask for that either if bread's coming i would like butter to come and i don't i don't mean any other whipped fatty item i mean just mean butter please mm-hmm. just me or everyone sounds no, like I it's think, not you because you know i love i here's the thing when they don't have ranch Oh, I'm getting into that butter. And if it's spirally butter and if there's a little coarse salt next to it, oh. it's going in the butter, it's going in the salt. Okay. It's going back in the butter again. Like <laughs> I am like bring options because mm-hmm. yeah, there's a restaurant that I go to where they have like all the bread fun options, you know, the oils and the, this, the things I'm never going to do, but you know, I'd like the option yes. and they just never bring them. And I see them right. over there and I'm like, why wouldn't you bring them? Because when they have to go in the back to get the butter, because I will ask for it. I like to pretend it's for my my children with the unrefined palates. I do always <laughs> feel like there's some judgment about it, like oh, these ugly Americans. Even though we're in you know America, but these ugly Americans, they need butter. Which, they don't. by the way, and I don't want to put out um, any f- fake news about butter, but 
I've been like looking into things for my body type because like I've struggled with my weight my entire life. And then when I learned what body type I had, it was like your body type does well with a, you know, carb, you know, low carb diet, whatever. And then so now I'm looking at everything and I'm looking at carbs. I'm looking at things and I'm like, oh, my God, butter. I'm like, I'm going to drink this. Like, how? <laughs> why is butter considered bad when it's like fucking everything? Like, I'm like, it's the lowest carbs there are. It's yes. no carbs. Yeah. Anyways. Tony, butter, bread. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, if it, I'm cool with any of the stuff really. Like if it, I don't know that I'm going to necessarily ask for butter. Um, but if it's there, I'd probably use it, but I'll also use the, the other stuff as well. But also just a reminder to anyone, do not fill up on bread guys. That's key to your meal. Don't fill up on bread. I do. Oh, didn't, didn't you learn anything from your childhood? I know, but... No, we did not. (laughs) (laughs) Tony, what does it feel like to be a well-adjusted human? Because I feel... (laughs) You clearly don't know me well, so... (laughs) Like, when you go to a restaurant, what do you order? Well, it depends on the restaurant. (laughs) Like 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 an American, just, you know, what do you order? Uh, I mean, nothing nothing crazy. Just, uh, I don't know, like a, a burger or... Yeah, a burrito, <laughs> you know, just oh, to... I want to be Tony. That's literally, that's the same thing with Ryland. I'm like, what must it be like to be so well-adjusted where you just order something like normal that sounds good and you're not being like us where we're like, okay, but what if it doesn't have all these things? And okay, is it too many carbs? And okay, whatever. Right. Like, yeah. Dream so life. Are you telling me that you don't look at the menu ahead of time online, Tony? Oh, absolutely do not. <laughs> I, I actually dislike doing that. Really? There's, there's so, I know, I know that's also ridiculous, but there's, I don't know. For me, like, I realize this sounds insane, but, uh, either part of going out to eat and like, for me is like getting there and then looking at the menu and like, I don't know. It's like kind of like part of the thing for me, as ridiculous hmm. as that sounds. And, no, it doesn't okay. sound ridiculous. And are you the type of person who like, say it's not very good, right? The burger is kind of whatever. You're one of those people where you're like, well, it wasn't very good, whatever. Whereas like, I'm one of those people where I'm like, that wasn't very good. I just wasted my calories. I, why did I do that? Oh my God, I'm such an idiot. But are you just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, probably more like that with a hint of like, I'll be bummed that I didn't get (laughs) something else, maybe. Because I think mm-hmm. that's the thing is a lot of if it's a place that I've been before and I know they have something I like, I have a hard time ordering something else because I'm like, what if it's not as good as the thing that I know is good? Oh, mm. OK. So yeah. there's a little there's a little crazy in there. Just mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. OK, there's plenty. <laughs> Sorry, I'm breaking plenty. up pills right now to take. <laughs> Do you have a pill that cutter was... or is this a hand thing? I'm using my thing. It was my pill alarm went off. So I'm sorry, oh. Tony, by the way, about that audio problem. <laughs> that's that's right. Um, but I used a soft tone for the pill alarm, so I'm just <laughs> taking a chunk. Hold on. Anyways, um, I love well-adjusted. I mean, obviously, we don't know each other fully, but when it comes to restaurant etiquette, full adjust, well-adjusted people, I'm so envious. Same. I mean, I'll be, I'll mm. make some special orders sometimes. You know, requests here and there of like, can I get that <laughs> without this or something? But Try, I try to limit it, you know. Mm-hmm. But Tony hates bananas. Yeah. It's true. I get it. I don't... I could like. I like a banana, but I don't like a banana cream pie. 
I feel like that's gross. And the banana, it, it, you have to eat it right away or else it yeah. turns brown. Yeah. I'm not, so you I know, understand. I'm not opposed to other people eating bananas. If you like a banana, <laughs> eat a banana. I don't care. It has no effect mm-hmm. on me, but keep them, keep them away from me. Mm. <laughs> really? You got a problem with banana cream pie? This, I think it's so disgusting. And it's one of those things where banana cream pie is disgusting to me. The, the like jello-y mold thing that has banana chunks in it is mm-hmm. disgusting to, it's a texture thing. Yeah. No, I can the see n- that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I only discovered it as an adult, and I don't eat it very often. But um, but I I don't mind it. Um, do you have another just mirror everyone, or should we move on? Oh, I mean, we could move on, but I could think of I have I have one more. Um, okay. let's see, just mirror everyone. Uh, I like to uh, I like to watch things that I know are going to make me cry. And I think it's because in my normal life, I try not to cry too much. Mm. So then when everybody goes to bed and I'm all alone, I like to go to that one thing that I know is going to make me cry and I just get it all out. (sighs) I've definitely done it many times. It's funny. Didn't. uh... Yeah. Bridget Todd was talking about this with music, though. Okay, Mm, We just. Yeah. We just had a guest who talked about doing this. Um, I. Don't do this. Um, <laughs> I think I'm trying to push down my feelings. <laughs> okay. Although if I have something that I love that I like, I, you know, some of my favorite pieces of art. And by that, I mean, movies or TV shows are ones that are like, make me feel emotions. So um, it's not like I don't want to feel, but I don't find myself going to watch them over and over again in order to make myself cry. So like, what are some examples of things that you'll watch to make you cry? Um, I like watching, <laughs> I like watching audience reactions to things in movie theaters that oh, I literally have no, sometimes I have no connection to it. Like there was a point where I had never seen any of the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a video of people in the audience reacting to like a big moment in a Marvel movie. And I cried because I'm like, that must be such a cool like moment. Like when people are so excited, it makes me cry. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, really So you just, weird. you only mean it in that sense. Not, not necessarily for sad. I mean, I can or get, both. I can get, yeah, I can get the sad thing too. Like I definitely can watch some sad stuff too. I don't have any like sad go-tos, but I guess, yeah, the, the crying from overwhelming, like anything involving like a kid who has an issue with their dad and their dad for the first time says like, I love you, like oh. shit like that. So it's like happy, but also sad when you really dive into that. Do you ever watch the ones of the kids who get that deaf kids? I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah, little kids who get cochlear implants and hear for the first time. Oh, have you ever seen those? Those destroy me. Oh my god! So it'll be like a little toddler who's never heard their mom's voice, and then they get these cochlear implants, and their mom is like, you know, "Hi, Colin. Hi, Colin." And at first, the kid has this look of like fear on their face because they're like what's going on and then all of a sudden they like smile and start crying and then the mom starts crying and then you're you're crying and i mean it's like instant everyone's mm. crying it's so okay. sweet and sad 
I'll add that to my queue. Yeah, it's C O C H L E A R. I've even seen ones with adults too, and those get me just yes. maybe not as much, but still, still pretty hard though. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. Well, <laughs> I know it's super intense. I'm sorry. I forgot I'm hosting a show, and now I'm just thinking of things that are sad. Um, there's something else I was thinking of, but I have forgotten it. There's something else. There's something else I was thinking of. Some kind of viewing that is sad, but I guess I've lost it. Tony, I feel I know you that you have a, a just me or everyone that we've carried from week to week, and we've considered never ever getting to it. But mm-hmm. now I feel like we should do it. <laughs> <laughs> or should we w- save it for a Tony's picks? Uh, it really doesn't matter. I, as I've said, it's not that exciting. Let's um, do it now that right, you've yeah. set it up. It's just uh, if I am at a store and I see something that I like kind of want, like I'm not dying to have it, but I'm like, oh, I kind of want that. And l- I will not buy it unless I'm buying something else. Mm. I don't really know what my reasoning is. It's kind of it's kind of like I'm not going to go wait in line to buy this one thing that I only like kind of want. I I am like I'm that's very much me. I can talk myself out of any kind of in-person store experience so rapidly. Mm. If there's like any like I went to Costco to get some um, some medicine for Wendy the other day. And while I was there, I decided to get a couple things and I was so ready to abandon the whole, I find Costco overwhelming and I was so ready to abandon the whole situation if there had been like any sort of line or friction. Yeah. And then it turned out not to be, but I was like, I can't wait to not be in this store anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Shane? I think it just adds to your like, the fact that you're a healthy minded human <laughs> because what you just described was impulse control <laughs> like well i don't need it but if there's other things i need then it makes logical sense like wow yeah i'm i'm not i want i want to be like that i'm well, to to be fair though also there the second part of this though is that many times then i will then the, spend the rest of the day thinking about how i didn't buy it and then the next day i just go back and buy it or order it online oh. or something not always but that does end up happening a lot but like are we talking about like guitar picks or like a flavor of yogurt or what what kind of things are we talking about uh yeah like something like like a let's say like a record okay mm. yeah well i think that's fun though you're just you're just prolonging the fun <laughs> because you yeah. see it in the store, that's fun. You think about having it, that's fun. You go back home and you're like, I should have got it. That's a little fun. It's a little like self-hating, but it's a little fun. And then the next day you get that feeling again. You're edging your consumerism. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, but there's a risk though with that though too. Because sometimes you go back and then it's not there. See, that's fun though. That just got me excited. Oh, no, that's disappointing. <laughs> I have convinced my son Elliot that that will never happen I've basically convinced him that we live in a, and by the way it's like very false given the supply chain issues going on but I've convinced him that anything he sees in a store it will always be there when we come back because he's always worried like what if we don't get it today what if it's not there when we come back and I'm like we can oh whatever it is we can always get it another time one of these days is going to bite me on the ass. <laughs> yeah I'm but surprised it hasn't already I but oh, it's yeah. nest it's nest but it's like basic because he'll be you know 
this one thing at the grocery store or whatever. And I'm like, we can always, whatever, any, anything he's seen is some mass produced something or, or other that we could also get online. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise we're going to be buying things everywhere we go. It will bite me in the ass someday, yeah. but it's, this is a necessary lie at this point. <laughs> yeah. You just described the plot of jingle all the way starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is that true? He, yeah. He, he, uh, he thought the toy would always be there for his son. And then Christmas Eve wasn't there. Oh, no. He went on a whole hunt. <laughs> do they eventually, spoiler alert, do they eventually find it? Oh, not only does he find the action figure, he becomes the superhero that the action oh. figure is based on. It okay. is my favorite Christmas movie. I need to go on this journey. With Sinbad. Um, <laughs> as a postman. That's good. Okay. I'll do uh, it. I'm the, I'm the opposite. Like we went to, I don't go shopping really ever because it involves leaving my house. Um, but we did go to Nordstrom Rack because I needed a shirt for the podcast. And I'm like, okay, let's just go. And I went in and I bought the shirt. And then as I'm leaving and there was like a line and everything, and I already went through the whole line. And then as I'm leaving, I look in and I see a leopard print suitcase that I just needed. I'm never going to use it. I just, I just wanted that leopard print fucking 40 year old woman moment. Like it felt like a mama suitcase and I needed it. And I went back in and I waited through the whole line again. And um, I still haven't taken the suitcase out of my car. Why did I do that? <laughs> I don't know. Are you going to? No, probably, <laughs> probably not. I don't know why. I don't need a suitcase. I, I just, I'm loving leopard print for some reason. I just like it. Um, and yeah, probably, I probably should have left it for an actual mama to, you know, take on her Hawaii vacation. And I didn't. I know what I was going to say before. We were talking about things that make you cry. There's this movie that I used to watch. It was an HBO TV movie. I've talked about it before. The name is escaping me right now. It had Diane Lane. It was based on a true story. Um, And she played this girl named Karen who had cerebral palsy. And she goes into a home and she's like, she won't, she can't talk. She's in a wheelchair. She's like unreachable. It's in this home for kids with special needs. And this young woman comes in to be an assistant and she's like focused all her attention on Karen. And she really wants, she gets like frustrated and really wants to reach her. And the other teachers or other like, you know, aides there are like, she'll break your heart. Like, don't pour all your energy into her. There's like all these other kids that need you. And then she's like, well, what if I like in my off time, I put it, you know, I spend time with her and she like makes all these strides with her. And um, Karen like really perks up when she listens to the music of Elvis and like writes a fan letter to Elvis and then Elvis writes back. And I'm going to spoil the movie because it's like 40 years old or something. Anyway, the very end, her temperature rises and she dies. Karen does. And it is a tearjerker. And I used, I was like six when I watched it. And I watched it over and over and over and over. So that is something that I used to watch because I wanted to cry. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe that I can't remember the name of it. This is just a brain fart because it was such a big part of my childhood. And then I also, I would want to reenact this movie and so I would push my sister around on an ottoman. <laughs> That's, I probably shouldn't say that. You know, I was six. I feel like it's okay. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. You push her around. Did the ottoman have wheels? Yes. Okay, okay. Sorry. Okay. An ottoman that had, had wheels on it. I would push her around. I see it. Um, as if it was a wheelchair. 
Now, was she acting like she had cerebral palsy? No. Because that's where you get into weird territory. She was okay. two. And uh, she was just being herself. Got it. She yeah. was not doing anything other than just being a two-year-old. And I would just push her <laughs> around. She was, yeah. Okay. okay. Is, Let's uh, do. Sorry, real quick. It appears yes. that movie was called Touched by Love. Thank you. I knew it was something. And what year did it come out? 1980. Yes. Okay. So I was five. I knew when I guess by the time I saw it, I was six. Um, I knew that it was something love and I could not remember it for the life of me. So good. I don't think it was highly rated, but if I had given, <laughs> I, I, given it a rating, does it have any ratings attached to it? Any Rotten Tomatoes uh, scores? I, d- I didn't really go that far. Let's see. There's Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it has it has an 87 on Rotten Tomatoes. <gasps> that feels right. It says fewer than 50 ratings, though. Well, 51. Uh, let's do Hey, Go Fuck Yourself. Shane, who do you need to tell off? Oh, Okay. So I thought of somebody, because I'm like, how do I think of a person? But I don't want to be mean. But I, I figured it out. Did you watch the documentary Our Father? No. Okay. I'm not one of those people that's like watching all the Netflix documentaries and being annoying about it. But you need to watch this one. Okay. It is about a fertility doctor who for his whole, I don't want to give it away, but he would um, put like, you know, they, the, the wife would come in or the girl would come in, sometimes with her husband's sperm, sometimes she'd want a donor, and then he would go into another room, jerk off, put his jizz in the thing, and put it in her. Oh, my. And it, without telling them. And then it led to, you know, 23andMe came out, you know, 40, 30, 40 years later, and now all these people are related to each other, and they're all like, what the fuck is going on? And they all look the same. So... I won't give away how many people there are, but there's a lot of people and they're all the child of this disgusting doctor. And they went to trial and everything and um, he went free and he's fine. And uh, because they couldn't really figure out what the crime was, which is crazy. Uh, hijinks with your own jizz. Right. I mean, what state just, was this yeah. in? I don't remember. Because there was something funky like this that happened at UCI when I was in high school. Because it was a girl that a year older than me. Her father was like a big fertility clinic doctor at UCI. And he and his partner went down. Um, but I don't mm. – I feel like I would know if this was about them. I, something had – I don't know what had happened with them. But um, interesting. I've got to watch this. Because I do enjoy a Netflix documentary. Right. Well, he, yeah, he can definitely, well, he, I guess he did fuck himself quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the problem was what he did after, but yeah, yeah, he can fuck himself. So can you wow. imagine like, I can't even imagine finding out that your dad is like some psychopath, horrible person. And like, that is just so crazy to me. That makes me so sick to my stomach. That is yeah. so scary. Ooh. Yeah. And that you have so many siblings out there. Ugh. So, oh, and in the same town, which means that they were probably all inbreeding, which the, that's another level to it. And now they're right. all afraid that they were inbreeding. Right. So our father guy. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. And then throw it away. Put in the <laughs> yeah. Shane, it was so nice to catch up with you. Thank you so much for um, coming out of hiding and doing this. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for um 
yeah, I was so excited. And um, yeah, thanks for wanting me here. Anytime. Um, Listen, everyone, if you like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, leave us a comment. We read them on the show or wherever you're listening, because I think pretty much wherever you listen now, you can uh, rate podcasts. Uh, Also, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're watching or listening. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen, Twitter and Instagram. Listen to my other podcasts, Upworthy Weekly, Lighthearted News Podcast that comes out on Saturdays and Childish with Greg. Fitzsimmons comes out on uh, every other Wednesday. And Shane, um, tell everyone where they can find you and where they can find your podcast and your videos and plug all your stuff. Uh, yeah, just uh, go to the Shane Dawson podcast. And um, if you just search that on YouTube, it should come up. And then yeah, and all the all the apps. I think I'm on the apps. I'm doing it myself. So I probably fucked up. But I, I think I'm on the apps. I saw it on Apple Podcasts, so okay, it's definitely good. there. Okay. And you've got it's a there. link tree as well. So I figure that out, and I hope I'm not going to – yeah, I, I hope I did that right. Because <laughs> that, that was a scary experience, yes. <laughs> I think you did. Uh, and, and Tony, what about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at – Tony Thaxton. And my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And the Motion City Soundtrack Tour is happening all of June and most of July. So come on out if you live in the U.S. near a major city. We'll probably be there. Excellent. Uh, Listeners, thank you so much for listening. You matter. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? Time, but now we gotta go.